yo yo happy 2022 welcome to the clay Ben podcast this is episode 16 hope you're having a great week thanks for finding a way to listen sit back relax and enjoy happy new year <laughs> happy new year buddy how are you i'm good i can't believe it's been however long it's been happy solstice yeah Let's celebrate the solstice the right way with a podcast. This is the special solstice edition of the Clay Ben podcast. Well, so you, uh, y'all were in San Antonio uh, after Christmas, but y'all made it home for New Year's. We, we, uh, we made it home for New Year's. Let me just say that from afar, y'all have had what looks like a very festive holiday. Yeah, it's been busy and it's been festive. And, uh, you know, New Year's, in particular was was interesting um you know we uh we didn't do anything per se but we still the women of my household find a way to make things fun and so uh we uh we kept everyone awake the exception of the baby who uh slept until 9 p.m and then woke up and <laughs> made it well beyond midnight and um okay yeah it was a uh, it was a jolly and gay old time. Fun. And you all? Well, we did. We, you know, we recovered from a uh, pretty bad uh, case of the travel and blues. We all got sick in Maine, barely made it to Boston, and we flew home after three days of our seven day trip. Uh, but we were, you know, we had a really nice, quiet uh, Christmas for Sophie's birthday. And we were all together and we were not feeling great, but we're feeling better now. So and that's what matters because we all know where the heart resides. Yes. At the apartment. Uh, the apartment is where the heart. Yeah. Lives. And we had a, we had a, uh, we had a nice new year's dinner early and then uh, we had craziness at work. So I had to go into work for a little bit and then we came home and somehow we made it all the way to midnight. Well, God bless you is all I can say. Yeah, well, God bless us all. I'm pretty excited for this year. I notice you're wearing the Washington football team colors. I am. I'm not, but I'm wearing a turkey trot shirt from a local bar in Denton. Okay. Do you, you know the turkey trot started in Dallas? I did. Downtown Dallas. I've never been, I've never run in it, but I've I've considered it. One of our old neighbors used to brag that her dad started the turkey trot hmm. i'll be Way back when in small, dallas small world yeah sort you of know. Uh, yeah i mean the world's only about uh 300 miles across when it's spinning yeah yeah well i mean speaking of the uh, washington football team um what's your prediction i mean what what uh what Give me your handicap, the, the names for me. Who okay, well, I saw them scrolling last night, and I didn't get it fast enough to see that they were about to announce or it's coming. But uh, my February personal... second Groundhog Day. Oh, it's exciting, actually. Um, who doesn't need excitement more than the Washington football team? <clears throat> Generate a little excitement around, you know, sell some jerseys, some new gear. They're desperate for it. And, you know, it's it's really the moment we've all been waiting for for all these years. And um, right. Is it a coincidence that one of the names under consideration is the Red Hogs and they're making the announcement on 
which holiday? Okay, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Well, I think that if they wanted to rock the boat the least, they would keep the same sound and maybe in the same amount of letters. I haven't checked that. But what if they were just the Washington Red Hens? Red Hens. I like it. I, you know, I like it. I, I like big old cock over. on the helmet. Yeah. Oh no. Or I, I had also heard the name the Red Tails, which was an all-black uh, fighter pilot group in World War II. Okay, but I mean, wouldn't that just be uh, appropriating a, a a racial? You're right. Again, and uh, just. <clears throat> but would it be celebrating? Yeah, you're probably right. So the red. So what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I got to go with the red hogs because um, the red hogs, the hogs. Is that what their their fans, their super fans for the hogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So I think that so, makes a lot of sense. I think it's a terrible and stupid name, but I, I think it makes a lot of perfect sense. So a lot of people are saying uh, red hogs or presidents. Please be, be political. No, because I mean. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. What a horrible yeah. name that would be. There was a, a time where, yes. Could we call them what whatever the president was at the time, president? So, like, they would be the Washington Bidens, mm-hmm. the, fight, the fighting Bidens. Yeah. The sleepy skins. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I, you, you win. I win. Okay. Well, I don't want to get us off schedule here. Well, I, I want to hear. Well, I want to hear you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining the podcast, Billy. I remember you used to get re- Doris Day in Red China, Johnny Rain, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Sue Baker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Hey, let's talk about science. We all love science and news, oh news. Let's talk about science, baby. Let's talk about science and news. Bring me into the fold. There's, a, there's always talk about overpopulation and the uh, looming famine that's going to result from just all these babies. Um, and I've never really lost any sleep over it. And Elon Musk is losing sleep over the opposite. Yes. Um, the opposite issue, which would be underpopulation. Underpopulation. Population destabilization. Okay. And population destabilization occurs when the replacement rate falls below what? It just below yeah. below the fertility rate. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have this the equation um, on my chalkboard right now. But, but Elon has Elon has six kids. He said, "Yeah, had a total of seven. Oh, he has lost, seven. Had seven, lost lost one. Oh, I didn't know that as an infant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's very fruitful." Okay, so he's yeah. saying that he his his quote was civilization is going to crumble if yeah. we don't, if we don't get our act together. Yeah, and that's a controversial and interesting theory. 
And it seems to be supported by some uh, data points that you, you shared with me. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I think that whole uh, argument is not, it's not really an argument, but the idea is interesting, especially when you couple it with uh, what we're experiencing right now. And I think you kind of brought up the fact that in the next 80 years from our country, you know, all across the world, besides a couple countries, we're going to start seeing a decline, the first decline since the Black Plague. Yeah, and it, it's scary because, um, and what's causing this? I'm not sure. Is it, is it by choice? I mean, you hear, you hear these uh, these theories and read these crazy articles about, you know, how we're becoming infertile and, you know, the population is going to start shrinking. But, you know, you don't really expect it to come to fruition because you keep reading about, you know, the growing population where at around 8 billion people worldwide. Um, and so to me, it's, it, it was never an issue of, you know, when are we going to stabilize? It's, it's just a matter of when are there going to be too many of us? Yeah. Too many of us, or when will people start making the conscious decision to not have children based on their environment, based on, economic factors and based on environmental factors and these environmental factors being climate change and specifically is is climate change causing infertility because people are are doom and gloom and don't want to bring more children into the world or is it because it's actually affecting fertility rates climate i don't know i think we have to ask the audience we have to that to be a good polling question for the audience yeah well a lot of the science would suggest that heat does that while people may uh, be making more babies when it's hot, that hot weather uh, in general leads to lower sperm counts. And so in hotter climates, people have less babies and on hotter days, people have less babies and research shows that when there are heat waves, that nine months later, fertility rates drop you know, in, in given regions. So I think you could, you could probably say that it's probably a combination of both, but it's probably more generally people's decision. I'm, I'm not going to have as many kids. So I don't strain the, you know. The millennials. The global population. I mean, is there a problem that the millennials don't cause? Right. We did have some interesting um, facts that we could go through that I sent you based on what you sent me. I was just kind of responding to you, but um. The uh, replacement rate is going to fall below the fertility rate in our in our uh, globally by about 2070 is the prediction. Yeah, I'll be dead. That's good. We will most likely. Uh, man, we'll still be doing our podcast. 91, 92. No, I, I hope I'm just knowing uh, who I know that, that are in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm dead. 90. But, yeah. Okay. Um, the world's, I don't think that this really matters. I didn't find this fact interesting. The world's median age right now is 31. Sounds low, but. I mean, By the year 2100, it'll be 42. Um, oh, well, so maybe we, maybe we will still be alive. Is that kind of what you're suggesting? I'm suggesting it's possible. Africa's the only world region that's predicted to have uh, population growth for the rest of the century. Okay. Um, Europe and Latin America are expected to have declining populations by 2100, which they've had the, they've had some of the fastest growing populations. 
population of Asia is expected to increase from 4.6 billion in 2020 to 5.3 billion in 2055, and then they'll start declining. So we're still looking at, we're talking about a population decline, but while still in the, in the throes of countries that are going to grow pretty dramatically. Exploding growth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so strange conversation to be having. Yeah. Sort of a predictive model by Elon. Elon's all over the place right now. He's even talking about retiring and just becoming an influencer. I mean, he, or he could just be a stay-at-home dad. Sports opinions. You know we got Ooh, a sports opinions. Where do we begin? Well, we could talk last night. I mean, we could just look at a game last night where Kansas State whoops LSU. You reminded me before the game they don't even have a quarterback. Their quarterback, well, LSU's quarterback's left to become our quarterback. LSU's quarterback's left to become our quarterback. So they were left with um, a true freshman who would have had to burn his red shirt to play in the game, which would have been ridiculous. So they didn't have a scholarship quarterback and they moved a guy who hadn't played quarterback since high school, who's a senior now, um, who was a receiver who had four catches during the season. So not even a good receiver. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're also, they're also six and six going into that game. They were six and six, but they were better than they showed last night, I think. And um, bowl games are no longer representative of, uh, of a, a season team, really yeah team success or failure team season, season or uh <clears throat> their their talent or their because you know you, you don't know like kansas state didn't lose any guys kansas state had a full a full roster you know lsu had 39 players yeah um i mean and, you just uh, i think it's you know you could say that the last few years but i mean it's it it hasn't been as glaringly obvious until this year uh, some of the problems with these games now. And it's amazing how quickly these rules, rule changes affected these games. Yeah. I mean, between, um, and it's not just the opt out guys, it's because guys enter the transfer portal and key players, starting quarterbacks, they enter the transfer portal before they even play in a game. So um, wasn't the case for Caleb Williams though who just the other day, yesterday or the day before, announced he'd be entering the transfer portal. That was a big shock because, uh, you know, who knows, Spencer Rattler may still be in Oklahoma sooner. Right. Had uh, this guy made that announcement earlier. Um, and as soon as, these, as soon as these guys make this announcement, um, are they getting schools and, and people coming to them offering money? You would have to think so. It right. has to be a motivating factor. And so that's the other big thing is, you know, this is the first off season where this NIL um, name, image, likeness mm-hmm. uh, has been uh, a factor in these guys' decisions. And, you know, they lifted the, the rule where you had, to, you had to graduate before you could transfer without sitting out. Um, you don't have to sit out a year. I mean, it's basically open season every year. You can uh, you yeah. become a free agent one one time. You can only transfer one time without sitting out to another Division One school. But um, yeah, how long man, will that rule last? <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. 
that's a good question. You can have guys playing at a different school every year. Yeah. Um, so as, as great as our recruiting class is, I mean, how many of these 27, 28 guys do you think will still be on the team in two years? I mean, I would, I would, I would venture to say half. Yeah. I would, I would put the over under at like 15, which would be great. I mean, yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely uh, had some spoils this signing period. Kind yeah, of, it's it's kind of it's kind of like one of those where you it's kind of the signing class where you expect half of them to end up yeah. elsewhere. We we only need three All American tight ends. Yeah, um, which was which is a little um, concerning. I guess it is what it is now. Every team's dealing with it, but just looking at it uh, from our perspective as Aggie fans, it, it sort of is, can be alarming because you've seen this before and you end up with all your players leaving and nobody happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I don't know that's going to be the case, but. Well, that's what happened to Oklahoma. And they had, look at them. They started out the season with a uh, guy who's a leading Heisman candidate and a five-star freshman quarterback. And yeah. And now their coach is gone. Both quarterbacks are gone. gone. And they Maybe. lost their coach. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and who knows, it maybe uh, Caleb Williams ends up at USC with his former coach. It seems like too obvious for that to really actually happen. But Yeah, and that, that's another thing where you start going, okay, well, then now you got coaches leaving, taking players they recruited to the university that was paying them, and they're leaving them to go to another university. You could start getting yeah. into all kind of, you know, problems. With now, it was announced, though today that uh OU flipped a UCLA transfer the guy from Central Florida who's had a pretty solid career and he has uh, two years of eligibility left so that would be a nice stop yeah yeah, for them curious very curious and I I will answer a couple questions as far as do I think the NIL and paying players and the transfer portal rule ruining football. I think it's probably early too too early to say if it's ruining football. We've already, we already know it's changed it already. It's ruined bowl season for sure. I mean, I, there's no question about it. I mean, between COVID yeah. and NIL and the transfer portal and guys opting out, the bowl season has become virtually unwatchable. Yeah, it really was. I mean, and even, even a lot of the games that we talked about uh, being good, weren't yeah i mean it, well baylor and Ole miss was one of the ones that uh i picked and that could have been a good game i mean they uh old miss's quarterback played but you know what happens he gets hurt on the first drive and then that sets off the whole conversation about oh herb street was blasting these guys for not being loyal to their team and look what happens this guy could have been a first round pick and it's like well, I mean, come on. It's it's football. Every game, you're risking injury. Yeah. And even if it is a meaningless game, let's be honest. After you lose two games in a season, like before we played, we beat Alabama, but we are, we'd already lost two games. Our season was effectively over. After yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah. So, um, you know, why even bother trying after well, and- start three and two? And that's what's going to force, and maybe in the end it will force the hand – quicker for a, for a for a playoff but at least you're playing towards something at the end you could be playing with four losses but win mm-hmm. five in a row going into a playoff and have a shot to have a couple meaningful games you know yeah and um that would be 
Now, and that's kind of the only hope now is an expanded playoff. And I, I would miss the bowl games because I used to enjoy like watching a solid seven and five and eight and four team go at it. Mm-hmm. It's always entertaining. Now, at least one of the teams doesn't even care about winning. Yeah, I mean, we we pulled out uh, because of COVID uh, when I don't even know that that's really why we didn't play. I don't know. Yeah. Seems silly. I, I feel like we had as good a chance as LSU had um, yeah. in, their, in their game. But anyways, whatever. We didn't have a quarterback either, and our quarterback is going – where? To Auburn? To Auburn? I, that's the rumor. I mean, you know, Auburn, that'd be really desperate. Yeah, yeah. Take him. Take I him. I hope he goes to Auburn. He goes to Auburn. Uh, it looks like we're getting Ole Miss's defensive coordinator. That's a done deal. Done deal. Three-year deal. We got uh, – Slam Durkin. Slam Durkin. Yeah. DJ Durkin. I mean, I, I don't know that I know a whole lot about the guy, only that he was – I sort of remember him, and then I remember what happened at Maryland, and that was well, about he it. Was a, he was a guy I was interested in um, before we hired Chief. I thought uh, – Chief, I thought, had already jumped the shark. I thought, well, this guy has had success everywhere he's gone. He's coached under Harbaugh at Stanford. He's coached under uh, Muschamp at Florida. And we ended up going with Chief, and then Durkin went to coach under Harbaugh at Michigan when when he took that job. Yeah. And um, he he had a really good defense uh, under uh, under Harbaugh. And they after he left for Maryland, I think uh, Michigan defense took a step back. So he's shown that he can um, pretty quickly take struggling defenses to a new level and our defense is hardly struggling hardly struggling and signed and we signed a lot of good linebackers yeah so he's a lot of good everything a lot of good yeah no, a lot of good everything here we are again talking about the thing we like to do oh that's right I'm going to lead you in a direction that I don't think you thought we would go in our first podcast of the year. Yeah. And I'm going to take you to one, to one of the greatest super bands of all time. Who's that? The legendary rockers. U two. Okay. You too. Okay. And I'd want to talk about them just as a study. Okay. Uh, case study. Yeah. A case study on a band who we were probably a little young for um, most people older just a little older than us seem to like this band a lot more you know joshua tree some of those albums were a little bit ahead of our time oh well joshua tree it's all october um those those albums had a, a very long shelf life and uh so it wasn't it, like sure when they came out when um they were chart toppers we probably weren't rocking out to you know this 
when the street had no name or right whatever the, the person would... so i had a one of my best friend uh growing up was sam Wass, and we never went to school together but what we did actually we went to saint mary's hall together and then we went to different you went schools. to saint mary's hall i did i did oh. and sam and i went there together and sam was that's a pretty elite school well it it crumbled quickly for me from there okay i, I digress i'm just kidding so sam had this this album i'm gonna play you this song because this was the the first u2 song i ever I and liked. i choked earlier of course it's where the streets have no name <laughs> i know i just hadn't listened to that album long. i used to listen to it uh, on repeat when i was in high school This song is called Stay. This is from Zurapa, which came out in 93. Yeah. One of their lesser known. Yeah, but I loved it. I I loved that song when I was. I remember us listening to that when we lived uh, uh, on Sandalwood. Okay. Well, I think we, we carried our tradition, but then that band became like many. They got so big that they were like, it's like a Sears catalog. Yeah, they no, just they like, sold out for sure. Whenever they did the, the Pop Mart tour, that was kind of the end of YouTube yeah, for me. It was. Um, well, of course, Bono is worth about seven hundred million and an amazing um, philanthropist. And you know, they've obviously given a lot of money away, and they're kind of like seven hundred million pounds or dollars. <laughs> dollars. Um, they uh, they're kind of larger than life. But I but what made me think of them at first, I thought it was like. Uh, just somebody doing a, a, you know, like a karaoke version of their song. But we went and saw the, the movie Sing too, and yeah. Bono Bono is in the movie and he sings. You know, I can't remember the song, but it's a U two song, and so he's in the movie and he plays the lion. I saw man. So they're actually working on a new <laughs> album right now, and I honestly don't care about that at all. I just thought it was interesting that after that long, man, they've been around. Oh. So he's sixty one. Sixty. How is that young? Yeah, I know, right? I was just pretty amazed by that. I mean, yeah, 61 and just an icon, but really he's sort of faded from the limelight. He doesn't, you don't, you don't hear or see a lot about, you know, hear a lot. Well, you know, once you get in the wrong side of 50, the kids don't think you're so cool anymore. Um, I'd forgotten that their guitar playlist is, is named The Edge. The Edge, yeah. And you remember from that same album, down, down, down. Uh, that one too. Is it? Don't talk about me. Yeah. You could probably say it. You could probably sing it. I, I can't. That's a feel numb. But that's mm-hmm. uh, the Edge sings. He doesn't sing the uh, the chorus. Of course, that's Bono, but Edge sings the uh, whatever, the refrain, the, yeah. or not, or the, 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 uh, the, the verse, the monotone. The, yeah, don't talk, monotone don't talk about. Have y'all seen? Uh, now, are y'all moviegoers or y'all watch them at home? We're both. Okay. Did y'all did y'all see any of these Disney movies that came out? Did you watch Encanto? Um, we wanted to. No, we did not watch Encanto. We wanted to see. Uh, the kids wanted to see Sing Two. We'll probably do that for a movie night. Um, Sing Sing Two is good. Yeah, we like to sing one. 
and um, sing one and sing two. <laughs> sing two is uh, better than sing one. You think? I do. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like the climax of sing one because they, I don't like the Elton John song they play. We did go see uh, Spider-Man into the multiverse or whatever it's called. Okay. Give me your thoughts on it. Uh, did you see it? I did. Okay. I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous to be honest, but okay, I also you said thought, that I did too. Go on. I also thought it was a movie that had to be made because um, I always thought it was pretty silly that they kept reinventing these Spider-Man universes every eight years. Right. And I thought it's like, well, you know, do, do they just pretend that the, the other doesn't exist? I thought that was kind of a neat concept, I guess that, you know, that, they f- discovered each other and yeah like alternate realities almost yeah and it, it was kind of silly um i thought toby so, mcguire looked surprisingly old i did so too i hadn't seen him in a long time i mean he reminded me why i never liked him as spider-man i can tell you that <laughs> um let me ask you this so did y'all watch the cartoon version of the multiverse yeah, we've seen it. Um, okay, I like that. That's, that's my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, I've never really watched the whole the whole way through. But I felt like that was sort of like that idea was carried over into this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. Um, what I don't like, I actually liked most of the movie when they weren't fighting. I think the fighting scenes in the movies that we have to watch these days are so ridiculous. Like they just kind of take over a movie and you just get lost watching yeah, 19 it, explosions. I know. And I don't like the fight scenes. I, I, I liked, you know, take me back to the fight scene of uh, Joker and Batman at the top of the church. Yeah. Um, in 1989 Batman. All right. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about winding down the year and starting a new one. And one of my favorite um, uh, New Year's resolutions and what I've decided to take on for January. Okay, let's hear it. So my New Year's resolutions typically include 30 days of something. And Mm -hmm. so typically I'll decide like, okay, I'm going to take 30 days to learn juggling or I'm going to take 30 days to learn about Elvis, Aaron Presley, or I'm going to take 30 days to learn about the music of Colombia. Maybe I want to focus on traditional folk music of Colombia. So that's what I'm taking on for the next 30 days. That sounds like such a Clayton New Year's resolution. Well, it's great because after the 30 days, you know some you know so much about something that you yeah. actually knew nothing about. Yeah, it's like the Indians of Texas. Why bother taking that course and yeah. I, st- I, knew, I didn't learn anything about the Indians of Texas, but uh, that, well, that's but just we, a bad we studied. We studied together. We built camaraderie. Yeah, we, we got C's in the class together. We did. Well, the, th- the 30 days of Elvis that I did back in 2016, uh, little did I know it would end up with my 30th day being at Graceland uh, wow. looking, at, looking at Elvis's couches. That's incredible. How did, how did Elvis spell his middle name? um a a ron are you sure it's two a's is it is it not i thought it was i thought it was a unique spelling it was like two r's or just a single a or hmm. well apparently i've already forgotten well was, you learned was, a lot at the time it was five years ago 
I mean, I did. I didn't know the lyrics to Teddy Bear, and I, I do now. Don't be huh? cruel to a heart that's true. Ain't got no other love. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, you're right. It's double A, but I thought it was A A Ron. This it's controversial. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Well, a lot about Elvis was controversial. It's sure great to talk again. I know. It's uh, it's refreshing, isn't it? It gives me a, a renewed sense of purpose. Me. I forgot. You kind of forget your purpose over the holidays. You get lost in the hustle and bustle and you do, and then you think, are we going to be any good anymore? Yeah, but we still got it, I think. Back, back and better than ever. Ooh, I know. It's never easy when the episode ends. But we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Clay Bam Podcast. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week. Ooh. We'll see you next time.